We welcome you to the Tuesday People podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. I am the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is based and inspired. I had a chance 26 years ago now, I got to remember that we're in 2021, to sit alongside my old college professor, Maury Schwartz, while he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease and get a class in what's important in life once you really know you're going to die. And those lessons have resonated with me ever since. They've resonated with a lot of other people, too, who have come to the book Tuesdays with Maury and some of the lessons there. And our podcast examines a lot of those things that I discussed with Maury and that he taught me through the prism of what we're going through now in our daily lives some quarter century later. Lisa Goitsch is alongside, as always, my friend and producer of the podcast. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Mitch. I feel like it's been a million years since I've seen you, but it's only been a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, down. I don't know in, why. I was down in Haiti. Uh, I go to Haiti. For those of you who don't know, every month I have an orphanage there that I operate, and now it's a. Uh, in fact, tomorrow, and actually today, uh, is the eleven-year anniversary of the earthquake that rocked Haiti. Wow. Yeah, that rocked Haiti and uh, killed. 3% of its population in less than a minute and left 10% of its population homeless. And it's worth bringing that up because what we want to talk with you about today is the difficult place where we find our country right now. It is, it's tough to be here as we're recording this. Um, everybody is, is on edge. The events of the previous week uh, at the Capitol building, shook up people, many cases to their core, because not so much that, that it was impossible to ever imagine anything like that happening somewhere, but that it was impossible to imagine something like that happening here. If you are at all aware or a student of history or uh, even watch the news, then you certainly have seen actions like that in other countries, but they're usually smaller countries uh, with a uh, history of difficulty and unstable regimes, they are not the United States of America. And so to see people attacking the Capitol and the mayhem that has come out of it has, has really gotten a lot of people, to me, Lisa, it seems almost as sort of, um, what's the word, uncomfortable or, or disturbed as 9-11, in its own way, and of course, 9-11 was far more deadly, but 9-11 kind of shook some of the things that we took for granted here, like, well, wait, we can't get attacked like that. Well, yes, we just did, or they can't take down buildings like the World Trade Center. I mean, you can have a little explosion here or there or some, or a ship very far away, but you can't do that to our buildings. Well, yes, they can. They did, and it happened, and it was the realization that we were vulnerable in that way that made us sort of re-examine a lot of things. And if you recall, the immediate after that math of that, a lot of people were very scared. A lot of people felt very um, like the ground beneath them was, was kind of shaking a little bit. And it seems that there's a lot of that going on right now. A lot of people said, well, wait a minute, we're, we're the world's greatest democracy. We're supposed to be the leaders in freedom and and how does something like this happen? And a lot of people seem to be shaken up as a result of it. And so we want to talk today about, well, what do you do when something like that happens? What do you do? How do you behave? How do you get through the day with the 
some optimism and some hope. How do you get through the day without saying something that's going to uh, endanger you at your job or uh, divorce you from friends or family or put you into a, 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 a fiery debate with somebody? People feel like they can't even open their mouths, can't talk, don't know don't know what to say. How do you know who you're talking to? What side are you on? What side are you on? It feels like there's a wall between the country and you don't even know who to trust or who to uh, who to assume is on your side of the wall. So how do you deal with anxiety like that? You know, it's funny, Maury and I talked about similar things like this when we were visiting, and although this was back in the 90s, there were still issues that were going on. And he talked about the 60s and something that when I went back and listened to the tapes seemed pretty prophetic. Listen to this cut. It split the country in two eventually. And it sort of chose up sides. Are you patriotic or aren't you? Mm -hmm. Which is not the issue at all. So I think that traumatic event had a lot of effect on shaking up people's values and not really knowing what's important to believe in or to attach to. Now, Maury was talking about the Vietnam War in the 60s, but he could easily have been talking about the events at the Capitol last week. A traumatic event shook up people's values and people left not really knowing what's important to believe in or attach to. Well, so what advice can we give you with regard to that as to how to get through these difficult days? I'm not going to claim that this is the uh, doctor's orders for standard dealing with something like this. I will just say to you that this is often how I have found comfort in dealing with issues like this. And that is what Maury said right there at the end, knowing what's important to believe in or attach to. So I mentioned that I was down in Haiti when this took place. I was in an orphanage with the nearly 50 kids that we have that we raise and take care of there and, and teach and feed and love and nurture. And they always provide perspective for me. And I got a, uh, you know, internet doesn't really work down there, Lisa, but when it does, mm -hmm. uh, once in a while, you can get a message. And I got a message from a friend saying, are you seeing what's going on in the Capitol here? Now, of right. course, I couldn't. We didn't have any means, and it's not like you get live television down there, or we couldn't anyhow. We don't have it. So the answer was, well, no, I really didn't. And uh, I ended up focusing that day and the few days that followed until we came back home on the kids, uh, one of whom, by the way, Knox, come here for a second, one of whom came home with us because he needs to get his therapy, and... He gets therapy every three months and stays with us for about a month and then goes back to Haiti when we go back down again. And uh, he's back up. Say hi, Knox. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, Knox. Good. Say hi to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Yeah. Hi, Knox. I wish I could be there with you in person and hang out. Yeah, she wishes she could hang out with you and, uh, and play with whatever. What are you playing with now? Yeah, what are you playing with? What are you doing today, Knox? Cars. What are you going to do with those cars? Playing. Uh huh. What were you doing earlier this morning with the paper and the coloring? Drawing. Yeah. What were you drawing? Monsters. Monsters. <laughs> and if you were down with the kids in Haiti, what would you be doing right now? Playing. Mm hmm. And play football. Yeah. 
And at night, after dinner, what would you be doing? De- devotion. Mm-hmm. Can you tell everybody what devotion is? Devotion is something you do together. Mm-hmm. And what is it that we, we do together? To praise God. To praise God and to sing, right? Yeah. And to say what words? What are you really saying to God? Our Father. Well, not those whole words, although those are good words. But what's the message that we're really saying? Are we saying Misty? Thank you. Yeah, thank you for what? Food. Food, and what else? Water. Water, and what else? Families. Families, yeah, and a place to... Live. A place to live and a place to... Sleep. Yeah. (laughs) And we say thank you for that every night, right? Yes. Have you ever had a night that you didn't have devotion? No. No. Every night of your life you've had that, right? Yes. And then you go to sleep? Yes. And do you sleep well? Yes. After devotion? Yes, you do. So I don't think that that's an accident. I think people sleep well after they say thank you and appreciate things all the time. They always sleep a little better. Okay, you done with the podcast part? You want to go back and play? Yes. Okay, say bye to everybody. Bye. Okay. Bye, Knox. Bye, Knox. Now, that was not a setup. Knox didn't know that he was going to come on or say anything or what questions I was going to ask him. Um, And I really didn't know how he was going to answer, but I kind of suspected because life in Haiti is very simple and there are a few things that he does every day. And at the end of every day, he participates in a group devotion where everybody sits and sings together and says thank you, praises God in their own way. But it's not a heavily, heavily religious thing. It's it's more of just the end of the day, sort of summing up and appreciation and what do we do today and thank you for what we were able to do today and please allow us to do it tomorrow. And I'm telling you that if you have somebody like Knox or an experience like that in your life, if you have a child in your life, grandchild, one of your own, you teach at school, you volunteer at a local place, hopefully it's open with COVID. If you have something that's pure and something that's innocent in its own way, go to it, spend time with it. It will help you keep your balance Instead of getting red hot angry, instead of saying, what is the matter with these people, this 75 million or that 80 million, you know, and and getting all worked up. And let's face it, you're not going to convert 75 or 80 million people to your way of thinking. You're not going to solve this problem overnight. You're not going to say, if I just scream loud enough, everybody will listen to me because everybody else is screaming too. But If you are able to find something pure, something that just is good in its own way, and if it can't be a child or another living human being, maybe it's nature, Uh, maybe it's, you know, animals, maybe it's a walk in the woods, maybe something like that, but things that are sort of absolute, that they don't sway in the winds of politics, they don't sway in the winds of media, they don't sway in the winds of arguments. They are solid, and they are part of the goodness of life. You should go to them right now and spend time with them right now 
if you are bothered and anxious over the things, the grand things in the country every time you turn on a television set. Turn off the television set. Don't watch cable news all day long. That's not all there is to life. As I said, when all this stuff was going on, I happened to be somewhere else. Now, I'm a person who is pretty well connected, right? I work in the media. I do a television program, a radio program, this podcast. I write for newspapers. I'm kind of involved, you would call. But, you know, it was possible to be away from it. I didn't die. My umbilical cord was not severed. I happened to be someplace where I, I needed to figure out how we were going to get water in that day and make sure we had food for everybody. And so it put things into perspective. Yeah, it was a terrible thing that was going on, but there are other things that are going on too. Your life continues to go on. And that's, I guess, one of the messages that I'm trying to get across here is that it is so easy in America to feel that there is only one issue per day, and that issue is what everybody's talking about. And you need to be involved in it, and you need to be caught up in it, and you need to spend every minute thinking about it. That's not true. As important and as significant and as awful as the events of January 6th were, there were also still that day many, many, many other things that went on that were critical to people in their own lives. People went to hospitals. People picked their kids up from school. People, uh, you know, kept their kids from running into the middle of the street and getting run over. Uh, There were endless small acts that represented life and still needed to be tending to. And that is the case today also. So it's important to keep your eye on what's important. And important to keep your eye on the balance of life, particularly if you feel like it's starting to tilt in a direction that makes you skittish. Listen to what uh, Maury said when we were talking about people in society being dazed and confused by the things that are going on. I think probably 90% of this country is bewildered about what it is we really should be as human beings because we're living one of the big transitions, I think, in human history. I don't know where we're going, but we're leaving something that was stable. It's very clear what one set of values should be for me. And anybody asks me, I tell them, compassion is the only road to survival. Love is the only rational act that we have to take responsibility to and for each other. So it's true for then, when Maury said that, and it's true for now, too, that we are often bewildered. We are often bewildered, and we're just not sure what's going on. And we're in a very unstable time right now, and we're not sure what's going on. So the second part about what I'm bringing up here, about finding something that's you know, pure, true, undeniable, your children, nature, charity, being good. The flip part of that, or the adjacent part of that, is try to try to talk to people and try to come together with people over those things. 
right? You're having a tough time saying, well, I don't even know who I can talk to, what I can say, what I'm not allowed to say. Why do you have to talk politics at this very moment? Maybe this is a good time to, you've got your kids, your next door neighbor's got their kids, just talk about that. Maybe this is a good time, you've got some friends who you might have some differences with on, on, on all this stuff. Go take a walk in the woods together and just talk about, you know, isn't it nice, the trees nice and stay away from some of these things. Yeah, we had a dog birthday party this weekend. I know that might sound dorky, but um, one of my neighbors, their dog turned one. And so all the neighbors got together, socially distanced and masked. Yeah. And we had cupcakes and uh, just celebrated all the dogs who were playing together. And it was really fun. Right. And, you know, we got to break away from things for a while and discuss other things. We discussed music and life and, you know, right. it was kind of nice. And, and you were able to do it, right? And it was, you know, nobody jumped in and said, stop, we need to talk about politics. No, you were able to actually conduct that. No politics were discussed. We just talked about our dogs and life. Right. And while some of you may say, well, but wait, you're not paying attention to the important things then. Yes, you are. Because what's truly important and what will outlast any president and any administration and any small group of of uh of crazies in any side is what is pure and what is true in life and what is good about life and what is good about people and what is our common humanity so while it may sound so what do you mean a doggy birthday party what are you talking about what are you talking about children or kids from haiti or whatever we need to talk about politics no that i'm sorry but that is not the only way out the only people think that the only way out of a morass is to go deeper into the morass. That's not true. Some way, sometimes the best way out is to not get into the morass at all. Some way, the, the best way to get out of a rabbit hole is to avoid the rabbit hole, and that does not mean you're not ignoring what's important. You're ignoring what's important in life, or you are uh, sticking your head in the sand. Quite the opposite you are remembering that we are more than our political divisions. We are more than our arguments over what media channel we want to watch or who we believe telling us or even who, whose side you take in a Twitter war, something that didn't exist before 20 years ago. Children, nature, goodness, humanity, all existed before the problems and even the people we have right now, and they will after they're long gone. Well, I also, too, think that just focusing in on your own life is important anyway. You know, um, I think it helps to sort of quiet some of that noise, much like Knox uh, was talking about with his devotions at the end of the day. I, I do a version of that every day. Every morning I have a journal and I write in my journal what I want to do for the day. Not like, you know, eat breakfast, whatever, but mm-hmm. just what I want to focus on in my own life. And at the end of the day, I focus on what were the good things that came out of today. You know, and they can be as small as, you know, I don't know. I talked to my dad on the phone or something like that. You know, he's 98. I'm thankful for that every day. Right. You know, little things like that we can write down that are, and and I think writing it really helps to solidify it in your head. So I really encourage that Mm -hmm. with other people, you know? Yeah, that's a great thing. Writing it and and reading. Journaling is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meditating. I mean, these are all things that, you know, when, when Maury was was dying, it's funny that people said, well, let's not bother him with the news, 
or let's not bring in newspapers or television because he's dying. Now, he wasn't dying 20 minutes later or 24 hours later, but in the overall sense, he was on his path to leave the world. In many cases, there were still months to go. But people said, all right, let's not, you know, talk about that or let's some And Maury himself became less interested in it. Now, the truth is we're all dying slowly. We're all heading towards the end as opposed to heading towards the beginning. You can't go backwards in this life. So, yeah, I know. So <laughs> in that way, you, you sort of say, well, wait, if Maury was able to go through life and put an emphasis on people he was seeing and the love he was sharing and the conversations he was having, very simple kind of existence. And he was able to do that because he didn't feel compelled to focus on these other things because he really knew that his life was limited. Well, the truth is our lives are limited too. And while Maury may have only had six months to go, we may only have six years or 16 years or 26 years. In the big picture of things, it's still not enough, right? We all want to live a long time if you enjoy life. And, and mm-hmm. so compared to how long we'd want to live, we are getting much less than what we hoped for. So how are you going to fill that time? And that's kind of what this comes down to. It, it, are you going to fill it at, at, at a time of, of national angst and anger with that 24 hours a day? I'm not saying you can't read a newspaper or watch TV. or whatever. I'm not saying stick your head in the sand. I'm saying there's a time to turn it off. And there's a time to focus on the conversation like we just had and the kind of things with your children, your loved ones, your environment, your community, those who need daily help of, of eating and, and, and getting places and economic help, all of which is every bit as important, if not more so, than a particular political divide. And so if you really want a way out, don't go in. That may be a new aphorism. I, that would have been something Maury would have <laughs> I said. I think you just came up with a new yeah. Moryism. Maury would have said that. Yeah, on a way out. Don't go. Don't go in. He would have said it with a much that more that sounded just like Maury voice. Yes, uh, but that—that's the truth of it. And so, it's what we have to offer in this difficult time. It's tough. It was tough when we were talking about, you know, what 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 do you want to do on the show today? Because when the world feels like it's just a single subject. Every other subject seems almost insignificant. It's interesting that during COVID, perhaps you've noticed this, that during COVID, there has been a huge drop-off in gossip. Have you noticed that, mm-hmm. Lisa? You're, you're out there mm-hmm. in the middle of gossip land. Who was marrying who? Who was dating who? Who was divorcing who? Who was having affairs with who? Uh, whose new movie was going to be a big deal? And who was a, that used to be a huge part of our culture. Right. Ever, ever since COVID came in and people were worrying about, you know, if I go outside, I might die. That stuff, the Kardashians and, you know, oh. I'm not picking on them. I'm just saying, you know, stuff that was really more for our entertainment as opposed to just doesn't seem that important now. I know. It's funny you should say the Kardashians because last week the New York Post or somebody just posted that uh, Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce, but it was all amidst all this other stuff that was happening in the world. Right. And it dropped like a lead balloon. Mm. It didn't go anywhere. I don't hear anybody saying anything. It's not on right. the news. It's not anywhere. It's it's uh, it's amazing 
in a slow news cycle, what will rise to the top. Right. And uh, maybe that's how we should all consider this. You know, what rises to your own personal top? That's you know? right. That's right. Especially when you choose have such... Choose your news. Choose that's your news. My mo- that's my aphorism. That's good. Yours is better than mine. <laughs> choose your news and make the news about your own life and, and the good things in your own life and the pure things that you want to celebrate. Because that's a very good uh, lesson right there about how things that everybody was talking about, suddenly people aren't talking about because there's something that feels more serious. And and so you're not obligated to a particular subject matter. You, what you're obligated to is to be a good human being. That's your obligation, to discover the common humanity you have with other people. And you're not going to likely find it right now through political discussions. If you think, well, we'll find out what we have in common. Let's talk about who we like in politics. Nope. <laughs> you're you're nope, headed down a bad there. path. Right. Nope. So nope, nope. You, want, you want to probably find a different area to find things in common with other human beings. And there are many of them. There really are. There are many great yep. things. So we Potato just have to Potato chips focus. and cotton candy, to name yeah. a couple. They're, they're, well, there you go. I, I find have. that those are... Always good, happy conversation starters. Right. Your favorite favorite type of potato chip? Do you like potato yeah. chips? Yeah. Just ask yeah. somebody. Yeah. And most yeah. likely they're going to say yes. Yeah. And then you go into which kind, <laughs> right? And there you go. You're, and an hour later, you're still debating whether it should be nacho cheese or just Barbecue, yeah. salt okay. and vinegar. I hadn't thought of that one, but that's a new one. So hopefully this will offer a little bit of perspective. It's an unusual show, but it's an unusual time. Uh, but... We encourage you to focus on humanity, your common humanity. We are still more alike than different. I know everybody feels different. They feel that there's only two versions of human beings right now, uh, those who get what you get and those who disagree with you, uh, and that's just not true. We are more alike on many other levels than that, and we need to focus on them. And so I'm going to spend a little more time with Knox, and uh, I think tonight we're having – he goes – can we have mentals, uh, which he means lentils, uh, oh. <laughs> which is a food that you can't get easily in Haiti, but we can get very easily here because there's a lot of Middle Eastern places around here in, in the Detroit and area. And he likes where, those? And he likes it. Yeah, he likes majadra. Uh. And so uh, said, can we get mentals? Oh, lentils. Yeah, lentils. So that's what we're going to do. We'll, st- we'll, we'll try not to go mental and do it with lentils. <laughs> And uh, we'll another be back. aphorism, new aphorism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we're we're, we're churning them out. We're like a factory <laughs> here today. Uh, so we appreciate you joining us, and hope that um, you can find some peace in this crazy time. Tomorrow will always be better, and because it's tomorrow, and there are more possibilities in tomorrow. Until we uh, talk to you again, on behalf of Lisa Goich, this is Mitch Album saying, "See you next Tuesday." Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.